underestimate the power of PlayStation. Beyond. 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 What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 293. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside, he only does everything, Colin Moriarty. Mm. Rest in peace, Islanders. Mm. Mm. And the Dark Knight of News, Andrew Goldfarb. You missed the secret of Victoria's Secret. We didn't miss it. You didn't tell it yet. You're talking about the history. We were talking about secret histories before we started recording here. Yeah, Andrew has a good about one secret history about Victoria's Secret. <laughs> tell us the Victoria's Secret history. Oh, I don't know the full story. It's just that the what dude... were you going to tell us then? <laughs> you were about to tell no, the it's, story. It's you just said the dude who invented it like sold it to somebody for really cheap, and then wasn't included when it got like huge, like bigger and bigger. He sold for oh, like yeah. five hundred thousand yeah, dollars or something. You can't do that. And then yeah, it ended up being worth millions. This story was inspired, of course, by I was talking about the history of Monopoly video that or like of course uh, that's on Netflix, of course. So and it's fascinating because so this guy made the game based on a, a famous game you guys probably heard of called the Landlord's Game that he like kind of modeled after. Uh, I played that game in New York. <laughs> he modeled it after this game called the Landlord's Game, which was like a big, <laughs> which was like a big game um, actually created for uh, like I think like uh, almost union purposes to show that like landlords were making too much money off the people, or whatever. So this this guy made this game called Monopoly, and then he went to Parker Brothers. Uh, he was selling it at a department store in Philadelphia, and he went to Parker Brothers to sell Monopoly to them, and they weren't interested in buying it. Then the game took off in this Philadelphia department store, and Parker Brothers came back to him and was like, "Well, we want to buy it from you now." And he said, "Well, you can license it for me instead." So. Uh, this long story short, Goldfarb, this this family still makes a fortune to this day off of everything Monopoly related. Everything. Yeah, and that's what we're saying. That's rare. Most people that's who awesome. like have a cool idea, they get fucked out of it by yeah. corporate fat cats. Like, Greg well, they Miller. they would Greg have, they would have if Parker Brothers were smart enough to know that this game was going to be big, which they weren't. It's like one day I was sitting here and I was eating a bunch of Oreos, and I was like, oh, I should somebody just, should review <laughs> all these Oreos on the these. internet because that's my fortune. <laughs> Uh, guess what, guys? Mm. It's Podcast Beyond 293. That's seven episodes till 300. Mm. My uh, God. And I have big news, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for s- sitting through the Parker Brothers Landlord <laughs> Power <laughs> Hour. Uh, Podcast Beyond 300 confirmed for July 12th, as it's, we've been predicting for Friday. We have now made the guest list. Uh, as soon as this podcast is done, I will send it out to our hundreds and hundreds of attendees uh we did have more people than were able to be part of the show so it's one of those where if you get an email from me saying you're in and you can't come you need to tell us right away you can't come so we can get somebody who's on the wait list to you if you don't get an email from me today you're not out of luck just yet but you're you're on the, you're on the list yeah you're on the bubble as they say the bubble there yeah. you go that's a good one. Uh, yeah, some sports terminology and uh yeah, we were talking. Greg and I talked a bit about this last night. We were cuddling on the couch. You might have saw pictures of us on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, on Twitter. At Game and, Over Greg, yeah, no taxi. Uh, and uh, we were talking, and I'm like, should we overbook the show? Yeah. Right? Like, should we book 10% more than can make it? Because that's what but, they do on airplanes and right. stuff like that. And they do that at, at a lot of shows. Like, there's right. always an assumption that someone's not going to show up at a right. concert right. or a ball game or something. Um, and we were, we were thought that that wasn't the answer because on podcast beyond 200, we have a, a, almost a hundred percent. We had one person who couldn't come to yeah. 200. He apologized profusely. It was some family emergency, which we understand is going to happen. The, and the problem here is that I can't overbook this and have the fire marshal not allow someone from Tallahassee, to, you know, somebody who traveled all the way across country for this one event, they can't get here and then get to the door and find out they can't come. Yeah, it's, if yeah. you're coming to San Francisco, you need to know you're coming to this event. So that's the whole thing. I have it in my email that you'll get here in a little bit, probably before you even hear this. Uh, saying that if you can't come, if you just did this, you know, you're 50-50, if you just did this thinking there's no way I'll ever get chosen and you can't come or don't really want to come, let us know. Yeah, there's please tell us. no hard feelings, no public shaming, there's no Twitter or blog thing I'm planning. Like, I totally get it. It's just that we need to make sure some of the kids who didn't get in get the chance to be in. Mm-hmm. So uh, I thought we'd do a little different, some little celebrations here since I have everybody in front of me. Uh, we're going to call You're going to hide your number? I did. Yeah, Star 6 seven's a, a glorious thing. The old, the old prank call But trick. it's my old IGN phone, so I don't even care. Uh, let's see what we got here. We're going to call Joshua. Wait, you have a phone from IGN? Fost Night. Yeah, I'm using it right now. Oh. I didn't know that. There you go. Yeah. There's a Jeez. bunch of these. I don't get fancy shit like Joshua. that. <laughs> You're not cool. How do they pick it up? You get soup. Fucking bullshit. <laughs> now, we have to assume that these people might not want to pick up a... I wouldn't pick up a block number. Ever. I never do, yeah. Because I assume it's like some automated bullshit. I get nervous when people call me that I don't know. <laughs> Is this Joshua? Huh? Joshua. Yes. Joshua Fosnight. Knight. Yes, there's a little bit yes. of black, but... What are you doing? <laughs> I am... I asked you first. Okay. So what are you doing? I am... <laughs> at my friend's house. Oh, that's cool. What are you doing July 12th? You what? 
No, this is Greg Miller, but you're close. <laughs> How you doing, Joshua? <laughs> you're on you're on Podcast Beyond episode 293. I was calling to confirm your reservation for the Beyond 300. Yes, I am definitely going to that. Holy well, shit. Was... <laughs> I have to tell you, Joshua, you did really good. You were the 48th person to RSVP for Podcast Beyond. That's pretty impressive. 48th person. Awesome. So where are you coming from, Joshua? Uh, Santa Barbara. Oh, that's not that far. You're gonna have fun. Are you excited? What are you yeah, gonna are you gonna go I'm see the Golden Gate on. Bridge and the seals and stuff while you're here? <laughs> no, I already did that. I used to live up that, in that area. Okay, so you're just coming for us because you love us. Yeah, exactly. I love you guys. Oh, Joshua, you're making us blush. Thank you oh. so much. Uh make sure you listen yeah. to this week's episode. I'll have an email out with some details to you today, but congratulations on Beyond Three Hundred. Yeah, thank you. No problem. Talk to you later. Alright, beyond. Alright, beyond. Beyond, beyond. 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 I like how he was forthcoming of, well, I'm at my friend's house. <laughs> well, strange man on the phone. I'm actually at my friend's house. Congratulations. Who's next? Are I we going to spread them out? out? Yeah, we got, I got three kids here I've earmarked that we'll give a call to. Okay. Say hi to them. You both. earmarked them. Yeah. For some pork barrel spending. Some do- some dog ears. Here's the thing I don't understand. How, how many years have computers been using spreadsheets? Uh, 30. 30 probably. Google Docs recommended I print it this way. And see. look at, I, you need a magnifying like a glass. Phone book. <laughs> I, it looks like a magnet. You need a magnifying glass. Why didn't Jesus. it know what I was trying to do? Google. There's some good names on here. Whew, you want to read some? No, I don't. Should we? I don't, I don't think know. we probably should. All right, fine. I don't want to go to jail. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, let's begin jail. the number one PlayStation podcast with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> Time for some news. <laughs> there are nine items on the list. Woo! Lucky number nine. And frankly, some of these just aren't that interesting. <laughs> oh, wow. When you say it, that's Yeah, bad. that's bad news. Number one. Some of them are interesting, though, including this one. Number one. Sony is officially back in the black. Hey. The company posted a net income of $436 million, not a major profit for a company of Sony's size, but the first time it has made a profit since 2008. You just got to sell your building every year. Yep, yep. Game sales <laughs> are down 12.2%, however. Not surprising. It's the end of the generation. Additionally, the company doesn't anticipate taking a loss on PS4 primarily because the technology within the machine is isn't proprietary and thus didn't require dedicated R&D and manufacturing. Clever girl. Clever girl. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. More games. Congrats, you. Mm-hmm. He's, just, he's having a champagne bath right now. <laughs> he's spending all the $436 million. Number two. April 2013's best-selling PSN games are as follows. Okay. The top five best-selling PS3 games were Guacamelee, yeah. Tomb Raider, yeah. Terraria, Grand Theft Auto 4, and Borderlands 2. Yeah. The top five best-selling Vita games were Guacamelee, yeah. Soul Sacrifice, Dragon Fantasy Book Ooh, 1, Atelier Tutori Plus The Adventurer of Arland, which they didn't even announce until it came out, Yeah, and, Urban, and Urban Trial Freestyle. Urban Trial Freestyle, ooh, yeah. The best-selling PS1 classic was Resident Evil 2. The best-selling PS2 classic was Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. And the best-selling PSP game was Grand Theft Auto Vice City Stories. Mm. Those GTA games, man. I they think make, we should, they make, they should make more GTA games. Yeah, yeah. Make, they make those games. Give them trophies. Yep. Number three, supposed marketing documents from Sony have leaked indicating that the PS4 slogan will be greatness awaits. That's all I've really written here because we'll have more on that soon uh, from a source of ours. Uh, but, Goldfarb, tell me a little bit about this, what we know so far about this. Um, so there was a script that leaked out from a commercial that, um, yeah, used the slogan greatness awaits and it just had kind of like, like imagery of someone, you know, running around and doing a bunch of stuff and they end up outside and there's a flag with a destiny logo on it and it wasn't super clear what it was. And I think, um, we have some more details on, on that that'll be coming to IGN. Yes. Yeah, so but, um, I think I'll write it today. Yeah. The, the basics on it though, that leaked out this week were just that, yeah, like, like what sounded like a live action commercial and, um, you know, sort of in the vein of, like, the Michael commercial and stuff like that that kind of included, um, you know, just getting people excited for the PS4 in, in the vaguest way. Like, it, it doesn't sound like this is anything that's going to be, like, the first gameplay commercial or anything that's going to show mm-hmm. the box or anything like that. Number four. Sony Computer Entertainment Europe employee Shahid Kamal Ahmad has, has teased on Twitter the reveal of a major Vita title. He calls it, quote, an amazing big title, end quote, that will keep people, quote, hooked, on, hooked for hours a day, mm-hmm. end quote. He says it's not an indie game. So, because I was like Minecraft. Yeah. Uh, he said, oh, I don't know. What could it be, Greg? I don't know. A game. He's, he, he's a marketer. It he's could be mar- anything. He's not it a could be smart ass, too. He's not a marketer. Are we going to take guesses or are we going to go around and guess? Sure. Who starts? You start. You start. I start. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, tomorrow is the 15th. They're teasing this Gran Turismo announcement. I think it, it's what we reported a year ago. Maybe it will be Gran Turismo for Vita. Mm-hmm. I think that it is Minecraft. Okay. But that's indie. 
Not, s- n- not really. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I could see like the nuance in the, in the, you know, in the word where, yeah, it's an indie game. Like it's, you know, Mojang or whatever, the publisher and creator of this, this game, but there's some nuance there. Like they, it wouldn't be a first party game. I don't think that they would tease like this there. They'd be quiet about it. I now, think- the other reason I think this, by the way, Greg, before you answer, cause this might help you uh-huh. is he, I, I looked into this guy a little bit. Yeah. I looked at his LinkedIn and stuff like that. He was, he's responsible for signing Thomas was alone to PlayStation, Hotline Miami, Luftrausers, Luftrausers. All, these, all these different games that are Ibn indie Ob. games. Did he do Ibn Ob? No, he didn't do Ibn Ob. Get, get, the, get well, the fuck yeah, out yeah, of yeah, here. Yeah, then. The you don't got Ibn Ob on your resume. <laughs> so really not interested you ain't anymore. got shit. He has like a super hardcore indie pedigree because he also worked for PlayStation Mobile. So he wouldn't be teasing a first party game, in my opinion, especially a okay. game coming out of Polyphony. You know, I don't know. I don't so know. You can just say my guess was stupid. You can yeah, just say I'm a, I'm a big fucking idiot. I hope you're right because that would be awesome. With my guess, ninety percent of my guess is that's just some dumb game we've never heard of before. But it could—I mean, it could be a cool game, but it's not going to be this like ZOMG. It's Grand Theft Auto, whatever. It's just a cool game, or it's Borderlands. You think it's Borderlands. Finally getting Borderlands too. That'd be cool because we know that's happening. I guarantee it. Lock of the week. I've—I've favorited tweets, so when I get there, I can be like, "And here's all." You the think they're going to put on Borderlands on Vita? Guarantee they're going to put Borderlands yeah, on Vita. Too. You Remember? guarantee? Guarantee it. it. Remember this year. This all start. I mean, this is all. We're connected to this story. Remember, because the story yeah, broke that Pitchford asked about it. I asked about it on Up at Noon. We then had we during Up at Noon told people to tweet Shuhei. Shuhei said, "Tweet Adam Boyles." Boyles went over and met with boys. Boys, sorry. Uh, that's why I looked at you. I knew I was saying it wrong. <laughs> it's because uh, Greg has so many boils that he, he always forgets. It's just because I read names on the internet. And don't bother actually putting them in memory. He, then there's a photo of them, <laughs> Pitchford and Adam, getting together. I will happily take a bet right now that Borderlands Two does not come to Vita. Guarantee it will. I mean, what, what's the what's the end? Of, what's pizza. The end We're gonna eat a pizza. No, no, but duel. what's the end? Do, it, you say we... you, it'll never come to Vita. Well, I say but, it will come to Vita. I mean, then like thirty years from now, I can be like, you okay, never know. in the next two years, are we saying yeah, this year? Break the Vita out and bring the Vita. <laughs> <laughs> do you think this year we'll know before the? So I will say, yeah, that when when we leave E three, we will still not have heard anything about Borderlands two on Vita. I, well, I believe that too, probably. Yeah. So when do you think this announcement would happen? I would say we will be playing it by the end of twenty fourteen. Does it get announced this year? Yes. So how about at our annual Christmas dinner, uh-huh. if we still haven't heard about Borderlands 2, you win. Or no, sorry. If we still haven't heard, I win. If we have heard, you win. Okay, that's good. You should have just okay. said yes. We've shook hands. Number five. The sequel to Payday the Heist, Payday 2, will be coming to PS3 this August as a retail and downloadable title and will also be available on 360 and PC. It's confusing. We reached out about this because it doesn't make sense to me. Like, if it's a $15 downloadable game, is it going to be 15 bucks at retail? We don't know. Bless so me. I... um. I reached out to 505, the publisher, and um, they're going to get back to us. Cool. I really liked Payday the Heist. Yeah, Here's and my question. Payday now. 2 looks way smarter than Payday the Heist 2. But who's – so this isn't the same team that made Payday the Heist? No, this team Five, is led this by – SOE, and it was – crap. Overkill? Yes, Overkill yeah. and SOE did the so original So this Payday. is now – it's still Overkill, but it's not published by Sony. This is published by 505. It's for PC, PS3, 360. It's multi-platform. Uh, it's being directed by David Goldfarb, no relation – uh, David Goldfarb of Battlefield Bad Company 2 fame, you know, he, he was a dice, um, is now the director on Payday 2. And everything I hear about Payday 2 makes it sound amazing. Like, I mean, every time there's, like, gameplay footage of it, it looks really smart. They're doing, like, really cool, like, like RPG element stuff. It looks like, I, I think that game's really smart. We loved the first Payday. Yeah. Yeah. Just didn't have a long shelf life for us. No, no. Well, because we had so Just much many other games. Yeah. I remember playing in the office. Yeah. Uh, you had, like, stations set all around, and I took over for, like, Nyx at one point or something. And yeah. It was fun. It's, very, yeah, it was it's really a very fun. clever game. Yeah. Number six, a new Pac-Man game has been announced. Oh, this thing. Uh, it's called this Pac-Man game. and the Ghostly Adventures and will be on PS3, 360, Wii U, and PC. It's a 2D side-scroller, so I get too excited about being another traditional Pac-Man game. I just in, I'm so making the note. I'm embedding this in the Podcast Beyond article so you can go see this monstrosity of a trailer there. It's so it, Mitch Dyer was almost in tears writing that news story because he was laughing so hard at every word of like the press release and every new detail made it sound stupider and stupider. Who is making it? Um... Pac-Man. I, don't, I don't even know. Yeah, Pac-Man's Pac-Man making it. it. He doesn't have great chops. I mean, it's a shame because Pac-Man, like... I mean, it could it, be cool. There's really so trailer. many bad Pac-Man games. And then, like, Pac-Man Championship Edition DX is amazing. Like, and they're, they need more of that. They need more, like, really smart Pac-Man games. Number seven. Borderlands 2 is, quote, on track, end quote, to be the highest-selling 2K game ever released. Not including Rockstar offerings. Yeah, so that's... So that's, they left out, like, every Rockstar game. But it's 2K, not Take-Two. So mm-hmm. anything published under the 2K label. I see, I see. Yeah. It has shipped 6 million copies of the game so far. Additionally, Max Payne 3 has shipped 4 million copies. Yeah, Borderlands is crazy, man. And they have a new class that came out today. It's 10 bucks. Um, Krieg the Psycho. 
We put up a 17-minute commentary video, if you're curious. He's really, really cool. I would actually consider playing through the game again to, to get Creed Psycho. Ooh, or relax. to do a playthrough as Creed Psycho. Number eight. Aliens Colonial Marines has sold 1.31 million copies. So God far. damn! So according crazy. to Sega. Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformers sold 1.36 million copies. London 2012 Olympics sold 680,000 copies. Football Manager, which probably didn't even come out here, sold 940,000 copies. And Yakuza 5 sold 590,000 copies. Number nine. Yakuza. Bethesda has revealed that Wolfenstein, the new order, will be single-player only and will have no multiplayer component. That's good. Yeah, it's great news. Yeah. I'm very excited about that game. Very, very, very excited about that game. We'll be playing it on the PlayStation 4 home console. Colin, are we are we snapping back to where multiplayer doesn't need to be packaged and everything, you think? Uh, I hope so. Yeah? God willing, right? You'd think that enough people saw it, developers waste time, take it on the chin, spend money on it, that they're like, well, no one played Tomb Raider multiplayer. And nobody cares, so why even bother? So many of the tacked-on ones, I mean, not even tacked-on, right? Like, I don't know. I, I haven't played them enough to say whether they're tacked-on or not. Even even good multiplayer, like Uncharted 3, like, every bit of it I've played is really cool. That's not why I play the Uncharted games, right? Yeah, like, I'm never going to revisit it for that. they got to stop. I think what they're going to realize now that they have data is they're doing this to give the game replay value and for people to keep the game so they don't sell it. Yeah, Yeah, but as we shift to digital, that's going to become less and less relevant. Yeah, that, anyway. well, that, and they're probably realizing that it's not really moving the needle for them anyway. People buy, like like Goldfarb said, Uncharted for its single-player campaign. I don't give a flying yeah. fuck about Uncharted's multiplayer. I'm sure it's great, but... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was in Uncharted 2. I didn't even play it in Uncharted there. You know, and, and, you know, The Last of Us, I'm reviewing it, so obviously I'll be playing the multiplayer in that. We don't even know anything about it yet. Funny story, Last of Us comes out in a month, and mm-hmm. we know jack shit about the multiplayer. Right. How interesting. Weird is that? That's really interesting. Really weird. It's yeah. uh, not good. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like that's. I mean, we would typically see we we have trust in certain developers that they know what they're doing and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. But just all things being equal, if we were like this game comes out in a month, we've never never seen one iota of yeah. this multiplayer mode. They'd be, we'd be like, wow, right? And it's also so somebody said somebody tweeted us just the other day, and they're like, their theory was that maybe the multiplayer mode ties into the story in some yeah. way, and they can't talk about it without spoiling some key element of the story. That would be cool. That's um, possible. They're but very, even saying that, that, and I get that, what does that mean when you turn on the game for the first time? Right. What's the main menu? It's grayed out. You can't use it. And maybe it says, you have to beat the single player or get to a certain point in the single player campaign to unlock it. I mean, that would be kind of cool, right? Because it would kind of be like this carrot on the end of the stick of like, oh, maybe I should come back and check this yeah. out. I mean, it's funny though, right? Like, I think it was, it was either you or Altano I was talking to. Like, when I finished Tomb Raider, like, because I, I borrowed the library copy, I finished that game, I brought it back in, and then, like, a few days later, someone was like, oh, yeah, I played some of the multiplayer, and I was like, I totally forgot yeah, it even too. had, like, I never even looked at that option on the menu, it never even occurred to me to play the multiplayer. Yeah. I'm over it. You're over yeah. everything? What? Multiplayer? multiplayer yeah. Were you ever, you're, you've never been under multiplayer. Mm, I did, like, the home front multiplayer. <laughs> sure you did. <laughs> fear, actually, Fear 3 John had really... John Millius, uh, money head. <laughs> fear 3 had a really good multiplayer. I mean, I you're gonna if you if if you're reviewing The Last of Us, you're gonna have to play some of the multiplayer. Of course, yeah, I play a lot of it. You're gonna have to see how you like it. Yep, we uh we'll have our multiplayer uh, appointments uh, soon. I think uh, in terms Better. of being made, I would imagine. Yeah, we'll be getting um, the game soon. They were I mean, tweeting, game... yeah, they were tweeting all about it last week that they were in crunch mode and they there were pictures of pizzas piled up there. That I know when working. we get the game, but if, if that That's game is, soon. if that game is coming out a oh, month yeah, from yeah. today, like that game is gold or very close to being gold. Like, that game must be done. I think it probably is gold right now. Yeah, yeah. I think last week was crunch. We yeah. to get it done, like, yes. by Friday, probably. Yeah, so, like, I, I... It's not like they don't know about the multiplayer. Like, yeah. I assume they'll be talking more about it. I don't think that game will come out having nobody ever seen the multiplayer. Yeah, yeah. you told me. I forget about that. Uh, last of Us is going to be fun, I bet. Mm. Hopefully, based on what we've played. No, 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 we don't know about this multiplayer. But, Goldfarb, if I wanted to go into a store right now and buy a game that was on the shelf... Where could I go to find out what's on those shelves before I go in the store? The official IGN list of upcoming software on all three platforms by the IGN editor. Damn it. On PS3, Metro Last Light. Hey, 7.2 IGN. Yep, on console. I'm about to post a PC review. You reviewed that. Yep, it's fun. Uh, I, uh, I'm about to post a PC review. It's getting a, a I want to say significantly higher, but a, a, a higher score on PC. Uh, if you're gonna, if you have a game ready PC, it's it's absolutely gorgeous on PC, and, oh, nice. and, and doesn't suffer from a lot of the texture issues and screen tearing and shit like that. That's on the and that's console. what weighted down for you on the console. Somewhat, I mean, it's still getting. You know, I think I'm giving it like a seven seven on PC because it's it's uh, the AI is just not compelling in this game at all. Right, it's very right, unbalanced. Right, right. It's like I like there were parts in the game where like I would I was like on like a, a you know like a catwalk and accidentally like walked off and just landed right on top of a dude. Like, and he didn't even know. Like, it's like little things like that. It's like, you know, 
Do you think that it? It's a stealth hurt? game. It needs it needs to be better than that. Do you think the transition to publishers could have affected that? No, I don't. I don't really know. You know, it's been in development forever. Actually, yeah. I was looking at our screenshot gallery for this game, and I was like looking at the screens. I'm like, this game had multiplayer at one point. Oh yeah, they talked about it. yeah, and there was also a Wii U version planned at one point. Yeah, and uh, they pulled it out. Now, now the the thing that Metro nails, Metro's got a Resistance Three thing going on, like in a major way, and it's not nearly as good as Resistance Three, but. Um, it's a really good game in the sense that it, it, it absolutely nails its atmosphere and its ambience and its setting. There's a lot of exposition. Like, if you take your time with it, it's really it's a really good game. I think people are really going to enjoy it. You know, it's just got some technical issues. But play it on PC if you can. Alejandro writes and says, Beyond. 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 I was just perusing over the comment section of Colin's review for Metro Last. Like, what the hell is up with all that negativity? just seems like if it has anything to do with IGN, Colin, or a score that's lower than 8.0, people just seem to hate no matter what. Colin, do all these comments get you, or does it roll off your back? No, it doesn't affect me personally. It's not like it's like keeping me up at night. Uh, I was talking about this with someone not too long ago, that the thing that frustrates me about comments in comment sections, negative comments, is like people waste their energy on stuff that's just kind of silly. You know, The game is good. You at the time hadn't played the game yet because it wasn't out. So, you Why know, are you so it, mad at me. Yeah, it's like you're mad at me. Like you have not played the game at that point. Like you just haven't played the game. It's impossible you didn't play. It. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you're mad at me like for a score for telling you that the game's good. That's the thing. Is like you know we have to talk about exploring the scale, right? We, we yeah. talk exploring the scale. A seven is an as a fine score for a game to get, and means that if you're into a game in that genre or you know whatever, that it's worth your time and. That's a perception issue. Now, I was talking to actually. There's an email thread going on with us, with our editors, about you know co- commenting culture right now and stuff like that. And we're you know, I'm pretty hell bent on nipping it in the bud because bad culture. It's yeah, bad. bad bad commenting culture because you know I looked at the numbers. I'm not going to get into specific numbers. The Metro Review did crazy numbers on IGN. Crazy. Now, now here's the thing: about one in almost 200 people leave a comment when they read the review. One in 200, and that's. Uh, a pretty generous number. It's probably actually even more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, and what this tells you is that a vast, 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 vast majority of people that read the site don't say anything. The they come for the info- they come for the information, and then the people that do leave comments, a lot of them are nice and totally reasonable, and they want to have you know a, a welcoming conversation uh, based on the context of whatever the article is or the review or whatever. Um, so these things don't get to me personally, but I'm concerned that it's keeping people out of the conversation. When I tweeted about it. Today and I was like, you know, because I'm, I'm, you know, I don't ban anyone personally. I just send all the information to our community manager who takes care of everything. But you know, people get personal or name call me or someone else in this review. They're getting banned. That's just the end of it, you know. Yeah. And it, you know, the fact of the matter is, when I said I was doing this, uh, and this is what I sent the email out to everyone, I got a deluge of tweets of people being like, "Thank you for doing this." I'm not comfortable in the comment section anymore. I've given up even trying to comment or have conversations with people. We want to have a welcoming atmosphere at IGN in our comments. Um, and we're not going to let, like, a very loud, very minute uh, minority of people that want to be dicks ruin it for everyone else. Yeah. That's over, as far as I'm concerned. We're the only dicks allowed to ruin it for people. Yeah. I'm only, if someone's going to ruin something, it's me, Greg. <laughs> so, yeah, it doesn't get to me. I mean, people, you know, I guess what I'm saying is, like, when you just look at the numbers, the sheer amount of people that read IGN, it's the biggest video game website in the world. We get an, an exorbitant amount of readers. Put it into context. That's it. And when I do that, I'm like, well, whatever. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yep. like it doesn't matter when 0.1% of people are, are mad about a review. It's like whatever. That's my my only concern about it. The only time I get mad is when I see a really mean comment in response to like a good thoughtful comment. And I'm like, wow, like that guy was a really good commenter and someone being a dick might have prevented him from commenting in the future and leaving constructive messages, you know. And like I just never want to see like our fans and people who enjoy IGN, people who have legitimate questions, people who have thoughts, people who disagree and want to have a, like, normal conversation about it get kicked out by people who are just coming in to be dicks or who have, like, a personal vendetta against you or whatever it is, you yeah, know? And, yeah. like, and and it's not only legitimate questions and comments, it's legitimate concerns, you know? And that's the one thing, like, there is, dissent is allowed and encouraged as far as I'm concerned. That's how you have thoughtful conversations with people. You don't have to agree with the review or the review score. All I ask is that you wait until you play the game for yourself, you know? You can, you know, it, it always it always confounds me when we just know that you haven't played the game yet. Yeah, that's yeah. the one thing that's confusing. It's like we get these games early, you don't, and that's just the way it is. And like, at least trust that we're not trying to like mislead you. I'm trying to give you my opinion. When I tell you a game's good, you shouldn't be mad about that. You know, like that's confusing. It's me. not good enough. 
stuff. It's like it just doesn't make any yeah, sense. Yeah, no. It, to be clear, you're not looking for a chilling effect on comments. You, constructive criticism, dissent, yeah, all of, of that's welcome. Of when you see a typo, let us know. But don't call us a bunch of dumb assholes and this is your fucking job. How yeah. could you miss this? Yeah. There's, well, a, there's a difference between like, being like, I don't agree with this review score because I found it to be this, this, and this. And it's like, okay, that's cool. My opinion is no greater or less than your opinion. It's different than being like, you are bought off by, or, or you looks know, like the check didn't clear. Yeah, Deep Silver didn't pay you enough. It's like, oh my god, come to our apartment and see how come to our apartment and see how we live and see how much we're paid off. Give me a break. <laughs> by the way, I'm going to say this one more time too about the, uh, you know, this, these great conspiracy theories because it's a, my my favorite thing on the internet is the conspiracy theory that people are paid off for reviews. It's my favorite, simply because it suggests this conspiracy of such epic proportions, bigger than any conspiracy you could possibly imagine. That go that transcends thirty five years and tens of thousands of people have been involved in it, and no one has ever said anything about it. Like it's just impossible. It's impossible. It makes the, like the JFK, you know, conspiracy theories look like like you know nothing compared to this conspiracy theory. It's awesome. I love it. that's my favorite. Yeah, cool. Uh, so that's the only retail game. It's also available on PSN. Uh, on Vita, Jacob Jones and the Bigfoot Mystery, which looks really Let's charming. talk about how good this game looks. Mm, yeah. Very interesting. Watched that trailer again today. Bought it right away as soon as I saw it. Just two ninety nine. It looks like it's a story based around a whole bunch of different little puzzles. Like they had the one where you're rotating your Vita trying to get the ball to roll. I'm like, all right, yeah, I'm down for this. Yeah, it looks cool. It's cheap, too. Yeah. Um, so I'll see. I'm, I might review it. Uh, Star Wars Pinballs on Vita and PSN. Dust 514 is finally out. A real game. You My might God. You might not have even remembered that it existed. I'm going go, to wait till I get the Blu-ray special edition from Best Buy. Is is there a special edition? No, it's a digital only. Okay. Uh, Tiny Token Empires comes out. It's like a match three game meets uh, strategy game, I think. Uh, and Rune Factory Tides of Destiny comes out on PSN. PS2 Classics Manhunt. Great Ooh. game. Great game. Probably the most uh, controversial Rockstar game ever. It's about uh, a serial killer uh, being forced in to do acts for a snuff film. It's it's. I remember bu- I bought it when I was a freshman in college, I think, or a sophomore. Excellent game. If yeah. not the most controversial, well, Manhunt series, if not the most controversial Rockstar series, certainly the most controversial Wii game of all time. I yeah, yeah, yeah. Manhunt 2 was on Wii right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, demos, uh, Resident Evil Revelations, which is a DS game or 3DS game coming over to console, Star Wars Pinball, and Tiny Tokens Empire. Yep. And like I said earlier, the Borderlands DLC is out today, too. And for everyone, the DC Universe Online, Quantum Powers is out today. If you're legendary, you got it last week, though, so you don't have to really worry. Uh, we're going to call Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly to the phone. Let's <laughs> see if you will answer this call. <sighs> Remember, Beyond 300. That was a big stretch. Big old thing we're doing. Got kind of big old thing. Friday. Got kind of a beard of secret surprises for you. I like it. Thanks. Grow a beard. Don't shave. Do you have backup numbers? <laughs> I have a number for every person who's coming to the show. <laughs> Here, give me the list. I'm going to pick a replacement. Okay. The Google subscriber you have called is not available. Google subscriber. Please send a message after the tone. Greg Kelly, this is Greg Miller from IGN Podcast Beyond, and I was calling to invite you to Podcast 300, but now you've relinquished your invite, <laughs> and you're not allowed to come. I'm just kidding. We'll see you July 12th in San Francisco. Thanks for listening to the show. Beyond. 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 You want to pick somebody else now? Yeah. I have one other guy tagged there, but I was thinking we'd close the show with that person. But you're welcome to pick somebody. Maybe yeah. we should... You, no, this guy doesn't have a number, though. Do you want to pick the first person that... Like, the very first person, number one on that list? He's not tagged, I don't think. For, and we can call him. He's the first person to RSVP for Podcast Beyond 300. Oh, okay. is there an order? Yeah. I'd like yeah, because I'd, I'd, I'd see you say this name. Oh, that's easy. Well, come on. Uh, I'm, I'm calling Omran. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Omran. <laughs> okay. That, that, da, that, that, that. Go for it. Fill some air. Hey. What's up, Colin? We had some good soup today. SF Soupco is having this contest where you can win free soup for a year. And we're not even you've won like eighty five bottles of water. Man, I don't want your fucking water. I want your <laughs> free soup. I keep getting soup um, is overpriced. I want it for free. Yeah, I keep getting free half sandwiches and cookies and stuff, which half I can't sandwich eat. Sandwich is good. You get all the you guys give but me the bullshit. I'm on the Scott Lowe thing, so I can't eat anything. Mm, that's fun. Yeah, I know. Almost I'm I'm like half fries and mayo tonight. Ugh. Hello? Is this Amaran? How are you? Good. Cool. What are you doing? Um, who's speaking? 
I asked you first. <laughs> He said nothing. Oh, so you're just chilling out at NYU? Yes. What year are you there? Senior. What What are you majoring in? Uh, you're gonna have some VR. What are you doing July 12th? Uh, is this uh, podcast beyond? This is podcast beyond. <laughs> hey, I'm Rand. How are you? Hi, are you Greg. Yeah, it's Greg. Yeah, I'm Greg. Greg Miller. Nice oh, to meet awesome. you. Well, yeah, it's part, I'm using a voice filter. <laughs> no, I'm not really. I'm just breathing really heavy. So. Walked up the stairs. Greg's fat. Yeah, you know how it is. Are you calling every single person? No, we are calling special people today. We're, we're recording uh, episode 293 right now, so we're calling some people. And I wanted to call you and give you a special tip of the hat. Uh, you were the first person to RSVP for Podcast Beyond 300. Oh, really? Cool. You beat everyone else, so congratulations on that front. Uh, we thank you for your support. Are you excited? Are you still coming? <laughs> cool, you're radiating that excitement. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right, man. We can't. No, I know, I know. I'll, I'll give you a boring email with some details here in a little bit, a couple hours probably. Okay. All right, cool. Then you take care, though. Okay. You too. Yep. Uh, hold on, hold on. What are you majoring in? Middle uh, Studies and Damn, got some wow. got some eggheads coming out here, uh, Colin. No doubt. All right, we'll see you soon, punkhead. <laughs> that was fun. Are you, Why are you being a creeper? Like are you no, I it's love fun. That. What do you mean? What, they don't expect us to call, yeah. let alone be creepers. Are you I mean, doing more? Do we they, have more? They probably expect you to be a creeper. They're just not expecting you to call. <laughs> so you got about half of that, all right? I just like. <laughs> are you excited? Yeah. <laughs> I'm totally excited. It was like, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'm Rand. We loved you. It's like, why did I ever come into this thing? (laughs) Why did I send them my phone number? Also, a hilarious amount of people took Andrew Goldfarb seriously and sent emergency contacts. (laughs) (laughs) And some one kid sent his social security number and everything. Just like, here you go. That's bad news. You should do not give people your social security number. What are you doing? Oh my goodness. Uh, Let's do a topic of the week. Topic of the week is submitted by Andrew Prima, heir to the Prima Guide fortune, I believe. Uh, he says, with Microsoft's big reveal only a week away, what specific announcements do you think they could make that would severely hinder the PS4's momentum? Yeah, I don't know. It's hard. I, yeah, so, I mean, yeah. like, I think if they come out and they match, if they can say that they're doing everything Sony did, then it gets really weird real quick, I think. If they come out and they're like, we're going to do the streaming thing too, and we're going to do the sharing thing too, and we're going to, you know what I mean? Like, that's when it starts to get oh, and that and that's really weird. Like, because then what does that mean for Sony as far as being developer friendly? And then do we really just have two boxes that are defined by a couple exclusive games on each? Yeah, I mean, today they announced a Twitch TV app for Xbox 360, which is like the day of the PS4 event. People were like, oh yeah, Ustream's cool, but like, where's Twitch? Like, is Twitch doing anything? And then today Microsoft announces a 360 app that could be foreshadowing for next week. They does it let you to... stream what you're playing? I, I actually haven't read about it yet, but okay. it, I, I would assume so. I mean, and... See, and I, would, if, I would assume the other way around, that it would you be... You could just watch live streams. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, that might be what it is, but I'm just saying that could still be foreshadowing for next week's event. Like, I sure. mean, if they have Twitch, that can do all the Ustream functionality, and if they have, you know, we have 8 gigs of RAM too, and we also have this and this and this. Like, I don't know, it, it could be bad for Sony. At the same time, though, I feel like it's going to be like Sony's event. We're not going to get that many concrete details. I feel like it's sure. way too early to say. I think uh, Microsoft might show the box. They might give a little bit more information, but I, I think it's still going to be too soon to, to say. I, I would expect them to show way fewer games than Sony did. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they just came out with, like, two or three major titles and then said yeah, but that, already like, that's what we keep talking about, right? That's what they need. That's all they yeah. need. They need yep. to come out and say, here's Halo, Gears, whatever. You know, the next yep. Call of Duty, we're always talking about how they are so embedded with Call of Duty. Yeah. Well, we know Call of Duty. Like, that's the one. Right, but thing. I mean, yeah, some yeah. kind of, like, crazy exclusive part of it. Sure, right? sure. Yeah, yeah. Like, that, that's what they need right now to steal that momentum. But again, I think the way Sony set this up is that now they have, that they expect to be usurped here at this event and then yeah. come back at E3 and have it say, here's the box, here's this. this yeah, but then Xbox is, has the E3 stuff too. So not, sure. not everything is even now. Um but correct me if I'm wrong, Sony's conference comes after Microsoft's on that yeah, Monday. Yeah, they go last. Yeah. So they still get the last word on this one. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't. I, I really feel like there's a complete divergence with all three systems. The Wii U is doing whatever it's doing. And then the PS4 and the 720 are going to be going to, towards different audiences, I think. And I think the Xbox is going to be this ubiquitous machine that will probably be really appealing to casual people. And... 
Because think about it this way. Yeah. You know, I'm imagine thinking, if it has like imagine cap on. Imagine if it has like DVR capabilities and really robust streaming capabilities with things that aren't on PS4 and it does have its games uh, but it's it's not game centric and suddenly you have this thing where you know maybe it's uh, like your iPhone where you have like a it's subsidized and you buy it for $100 or $200 and you and you have an Xbox Live account which then gives you access to HBO Go and all these things like they could ha- I I would not underestimate what Microsoft's doing with this machine you know yeah, like and yeah. I, but I also think that it is not a games first machine it's that's speculative. We don't know. I don't know a goddamn thing about it. Yeah, but it, yeah, yeah. I, I just feel like it's not going to be a games first machine, and the PS4 is going to be a games first machine, which will mean that gamers might gravitate more towards PlayStation, but it might not matter. See, yeah, you're sales about- wise, there's a bigger, there's a larger amount of people who will go for the entertainment box than for the gaming box. Is that still true? That's my question. You're talking about something for casual consumers being able to walk up and be like, oh, I see the value in this. Mm. Everything you described sounds cool as an all-in-one, but I have some other devices that do all that, right? Like, I, it's one of those things, like, I wanted to show you a YouTube video yesterday for that Gravity trailer, right? And I was like, man, I wish I had Apple TV and I could just beam it from my phone to the Apple box, but I could turn on my PlayStation 3 and beam it to the YouTube app, but it's just like I didn't want to go through the hoops of turning on the PS3 and doing this. I have all these devices that can do what we're talking about. Right. I already have a DVR. I already have all, I don't understand what that next push is going to be, what the next big entertainment thing they would have to say, this is the tentpole, this is why you need this Xbox, what that would actually I mean, be. I think the answer, or at least the big question mark, and, and my personal answer to Andrew Prima's question is, like, I think the the biggest unknown with Microsoft with the, the new Xbox is Windows 8. Because Greg and I were talking about this earlier, like, Windows 8 could be a bunch of dumb garbage that doesn't connect to it, or it could be something really crazy. I mean, like, think of, like, the cross-save functionality between Vita and PS4 that they, they keep talking about, PS3, rather, um, but also on PS4. Like, think about what that could mean for Windows 8. What if you can, you know, play a game on the next Xbox and then take it with you on a Windows 8 laptop or on Surface? Like, I mean, they can replicate that functionality pretty easily, but with the processing power to back it up, meaning, like, like it wouldn't be, like, a different game on Vita versus PS3. It would be the same game on Xbox and on your Windows 8 laptop. Um, yeah. They could have a combined ecosystem for PC games and for, for Xbox games. They, like, there are so many interesting things. You know, productivity apps like Office or whatever the hell could even work in some way with the new Xbox. Like, I mean, there are a lot of cool things they could do with Windows 8, and to me... That's kind of what they would have to show off to impress me next week. Like that's that's kind of in my eyes the big unknown. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's definitely interesting. I yeah. It's really interesting to see what they're going to bring because I, I I still think it was in Sony's best interest to come out and bet on gamers. So now who do they bet on? What do they come out and who do? Who do you voodoo? Who do you voodoo, bitch? <laughs> yeah, I I still <laughs> I still think we're going to see I still think we're going to see a console that that's not geared solely towards the gamer, and I think that the PS4 it will be. So yeah, and I think, that's I think the that right the move. people in this room will certainly gravitate towards PlayStation Four if that's true, and people yep. listening to this podcast that don't even own a PS3 will probably gravitate more towards that because they want games. Yeah, and like you said, like if you want Netflix or Amazon and all that shit, it's already on PS3 and it'll be on PS4 probably. So, well, Netflix will. I'm sure Amazon will be as well. Yeah, there's there's a there's a there's an X factor, a wild card with the Xbox. I'm telling you, like yeah. there's there's something with it that we don't know about yet. I really really think this thing is going to be really big. Like, it, I, I I don't know, like, what it is. I don't know, like, what it's going to do. I mean, PS3 in Japan has DVR functionality already. Like, that's something that should be in PS4, and they should be talking about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, those kinds of things that, like, uh, defer fears about it being, like, a game-only console, a Blu-ray player, or whatever. I, I feel like Microsoft is just too big and too powerful and too smart to release a console and relinquish what they've built with Xbox 360. Now, you also have to look at the third game console curse. That is a right. tradition in this in this industry, and um, you know, think about with uh, Saturn or N sixty four or PS three. Like, there's there's lulls and stumbling blocks, or whatever. And like, maybe you can't count out PlayStation to be able to win this either. But we just don't know. It's all speculative. This time next week, we still won't know. So it's yeah, it's tough. Yeah. I think we'll 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 get the baseline information. I think it'll be after E three is when we can. Wait, kind this of time first next start. week we will know, isn't it? A Tuesday event. Yeah, it's a week from oh, today. Oh, it's, it's a Wednesday. I it was Wednesday. It's no, Wednesday's 21st. Nashville, and we're live streaming yeah. Nashville at home. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's the you second big event of the week. Over, Greg. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I, – I, I'm guessing after E3 is when we can kind of first start saying, okay, now we know the price. Now we know the date. Like, that's – if we even know by then, you know, mm-hmm. that, that could even go further. But um, I wouldn't be super surprised if um, Microsoft does have, like you were saying, some crazy wild card. And I think, you know, if the rumors are right – it's that it's not just DVR functionality. It's that it literally can replace your cable box. That it's it's literally meant to be the all-in-one box. It's finally going to be the device that you can sit down and it is going. It is plugged into everything you have, and it is you're able to use it as you know 
transfer stuff from your computer to it via Windows 8, and it's your you know cable connection goes through it. it. It has DVR functionality. You have one subscription via Xbox Live that does factor to HBO Go and Hulu Plus and all that stuff. Like if it's really that all in one box, I think it would appeal to a lot of people. But we don't know. I mean, like I. I it's exciting that we're going to know very soon. But. I guess for me, I guess like the cable thing doesn't do anything for me because I just, I don't hate my cable box as it is. I don't understand what the why the I guess just because I have one box to move it around. If yeah. I could do the thing where I could if if they could put iTunes on it, that'd be awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah, if you could which is like the thing. one thing they wouldn't put on. Yeah, it. I know, I know. But I mean, like they can replicate that functionality, right? Like what you were just saying, Apple TV is really cool because I can be watching whatever on my computer and just immediately have it on my TV, like yeah. without plugging like an HDMI cable or whatever. But like, I mean, Microsoft could do that. I mean, like Windows is still—I don't think Windows 8 has caught on quite yet—but Windows is still the biggest operating system. Sure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like, I mean, if they can have like a real cool core functionality that connects between the two, like I don't know, that could be a lot. Yeah. Connect 2.0 does nothing for me. I don't care. Like, I mean, like there's almost nothing it could do that would get me interested. But I mean, I guess there are people out there who care. Well, I think again, I think Connect 2.0 is going to be more about voice commands, right? Sure. Yeah, that's true. About interacting with the console rather than like motion control games. Right. Yeah, right. Right. True. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There's something about this machine, you know, like that we don't understand. Obviously, we don't understand anything about it yet, but there's something about it that we not, are not even thinking about. They're um, not stupid. While we're, while we're on this point, we should point out, I guess, that next week we'll delay podcast beyond a day. Yeah. We'll do, we'll do it on Wednesday so we can have reactions to this Both stuff. so we can have reactions then because we probably won't be able to get in here. Yeah, we'll I mean, be, we'll I mean be, you don't, want a, you don't yeah. want a morning podcast that has nothing, you know. Yeah, we're exactly. still like, whoa, what do you think is going to happen in 15 minutes, an hour yeah. b- after this podcast will go live? <laughs> the other thing that we can't forget is release date and pricing are really important. Yeah. If this thing comes out in September at like literally $200 subsidized with Xbox Live or something, it's, I mean, it's really going to be game over unless PlayStation – does something comparable you know you can't have a box that's five hundred dollars with no subsidy options and compete with a box it would be like saying like certain phone companies just don't subsidize their phones and some do it's like it's impossible on the market yeah yeah. so that's a huge thing too and if you know there's a lot of subsidy rumors about xbox and they're not about playstation so a um, lot of people have claimed that they've confirmed with sources that it'll be uh two models there will be a a second model that would be 299 dollars with a 15 dollar a month subscription um I believe the other one would be $100 more or maybe $200 more. Yeah. PS4, I'm telling you, man, if, the, if Sony eats it and PS4 can get out at no more than $400. Yeah. I, I do think they'll be all right. McCaffrey's theory, you know, Call of Duty Ghost comes out November 5th. McCaffrey's theory, that which I agree with, is that that means the new Xbox is coming out on or before November 5th. Like, the the day that Call of Duty game is available, it will be available on the new Xbox. So... I think the latest launch Microsoft has is November 5th. It, correct me if I'm wrong. There was a rumor originally that Ghost was only for next-gen, but that's been debunked since, but it's next-gen and current-gen, right? So what they said when it was announced was PC, PS3, 360, and that they're going to be talking about next-generation console versions at the Microsoft event. Gotcha. gotcha so gotcha, gotcha. some people think that the big Megaton announcement is going to be that the only next-gen version will be um, a Durango version. I Or the next Xbox version, I... <laughs> Don't see that happen. I like the occasional time Durango pops up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you never hear it, and then all of a sudden it pops up, and you're like, oh, yeah, people call yeah. it that. That would be a disaster. No, there's That'd no be... way that's the name. No, Remember when Connect was called, uh, what was it, uh, Project Natal? Natal, yeah. 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 And we, were, I was like, oh, man, I'm never going to be able to call it anything else. Now I always forget that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I do think that that's probably not true. I think there will be a PS4 version of Ghost. Well, that would be huge. Well, what if it was that would burn a exclusive all the same? It could be a timed exclusive, but, yeah. It would burn bridges with Sony. Yeah. The, the Activision would burn a bridge with like not only yeah. call of duty brand but totally so yeah. they'd be like well there is no way that happens i i think a time thing is possible or just renewing their dlc agreement where it comes to three to xbox first is possible but, yeah but i mean maybe maybe they say for 2013 uh it's exclusive to the next xbox and then in early 2014 you'll see it hit wii u and ps4 or something maybe i wonder if they, did they say they're going to bring it to wii u no and that's the thing they're from their language, it seems that they're considering Wii U a next-gen version because well, they said 360, PS3, PC, and we'll be talking about current or next-gen versions after May 21st. So, Let's check on the listeners. Hey, listeners. Remember to be part of the show beyond at IGN.com. Just like Milo did, Milo says beyond. 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 I've been playing Guacamelee nonstop since its release, and I, for one, really dig the main trumpet theme. This had me thinking, what are each of your favorite video game soundtracks? Personal favorites of mine include Little Big Planet and Journey. I had time to prepare. My favorite is Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker. I Oof. love, love, love that. And then pretty much any other Metal Gear Solid 2, for that matter, has awesome soundtracks. Really good stuff. 
Mega Man games. Yeah, the Mega Man. Yeah, music of Mega Man. They especially, oh, fuck. Some of that music is so iconic. I mean, it's hard, right? Because obviously all the old school iconic ones, like, honestly, it's funny he said Journey. Like, to me, when I think video game music recently, that is the one that pops into my head. Like, yeah. Journey's music is so amazing. It's such an important part of that experience. Uncharted that, like, always has good ones, too. Yeah, I love the main Uncharted theme, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot. I mean, I, I think uh, we've come to that point where video game music is, like, as powerful as movie scores, for sure. Oh, sure. Yeah, totally. But yeah, I mean, like honestly, as far as like recent games, I really do think that Journey is my my recent answer. Calm Warriors taking phone calls. I think he's listening to a voicemail. Well, he's gonna get listening to Andrew Goldfarb talk about soundtracks. Yeah, you don't sweat it. You you can go out and listen to it in a real place. No problem. Talk to you later. Bye, Collins. Cool. Um. Glad that idiot's gone. He sucks. Am I right? I'm Claudius Caesar. <laughs> Father of Lucas Caesar. <laughs> this is an email to beyond.ign.com. After the PS4 event, I was looking for more news about uh, more news about it and found Beyond in other podcasts. Beyond by far is the best one. I became a fan, and since then I've listened to all the Beyonds available to download back to number 170, I guess. Is there a way to get all of the Beyonds? Thanks, and keep up the great work. Well, Claudia Caesar, you're in luck here. Yes, there are. Uh, uh, podcast Beyond superfan, Mitchell Morgan, M Dog. Years ago, made the podcast Beyond Archive. Now, it's not up to date. <laughs> it's only up to date through about episode 170 or 180. So you're going to be fine. Uh, but then there is another thing, too, where we moved servers and how we did stuff. And we lost some podcasts out there, too. So some of the links are dead. But this is the best I can do for you. Go.ign.com slash Beyond Archive, all lowercase, if that matters. I think it does. So you can go there and you get them. Other people I know have stuff kicking around. So you can always... Tweet about it. Try to find some other people. Maybe Mitchell Morgan will get stop being lazy yeah. and, work, and going to school and working Mitchell. on the Beyond pot, the, the Beyond app on iTunes and get over there and fix it. I also, think... a correction to the Beyond uh, Windows 8 app I was talking about the other day. It's for Windows 8, not for Windows Phone. Oh, it's I like just... a PC app? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. crazy. Yeah. Um, I think I still have like one of the first comments on that Beyond Archives thing. Or have a comment on it. Oh, well, from like way back. Oh, you weren't working here. Like from way before. You were I just a dude. Here, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You were just a dude on the I was, outside. I was just a mere mortal. Are you excited for the 300? You're going to be on the stage and 100 episodes ago you were in the crowd. Yeah, it's going to be weird. That's surreal. It's uh, it's worth thinking about that. I, I waited in line with, uh, God, it was with uh, Mike Mitchell and Devin Sneed then, I believe. You don't, have to, you don't have to remember those little people anymore. They're gone <laughs> from your lives. You ride with us now. Scott. Writes into beyond at IGN.com. He says, is it just me, or would you consider Jack the least popular of the three Sony platformer characters, Ratchet, Jack, and Sly Cooper? Sly recently came back in Sly Cooper 4, and Ratchet has been all over the PS3 since it came out. Are Jack and Daxter dead? Well, I, I mean, I, I guess right now. I mean, it's like, personally, I, I probably like the Jack and Daxter games the best of the three. Um yeah, but, I, I I remember I loved the Jack and Daxter series. I really, really did. And uh, I think this is what we always talk about on the show, right, is the fact that I really appreciate that Naughty Dog stopped doing Jack and Daxter. Because right. I think you look at Insomniac and they're the opposite, where they beat the Ratchet drum over and over and over so many times that a cracking time was the best Ratchet and Clank game. But everybody was so burned out, so few people played it. Yeah, I, I think at this point, right, like... I would. It's the same thing I say with Uncharted all the time. Like, yeah, I would play the hell out of an Uncharted Four, but I would rather see people move on. Like, The Last of Us is more exciting to me than Uncharted Four would have been. Sure. And in the same way, like if they never return to to Jack and Daxter, it wouldn't break my heart. I mean, we have a story that went up that they talked about how they wanted to do a, a Jack. That's 4, what they started and, on. They the started Last on Jack Four, instead. but then yeah, Last of Us kind of so, took off and got out and got going. I mean, that tells you that they thought about it. That the series is popular enough that they could do it if if that's what Naughty Dog creatively wanted to do. Right. But like, I don't know. I I think they've their storytelling and, and just everything has moved so far beyond that that I yeah. don't think there's any reason for them to return to it. There will be another Jack and Daxter, guaranteed. Sure. I don't Someday. know when. It probably it might not be from Naughty Dog. There was that PSP slash PS2 game, Naughty oh, I'm sorry, Naughty Dog. Jack and Daxter Lost Frontier, I believe, yep. is what it was called, right? Well there was also just was Daxter that wasn't internally. No, da- no, Daxter was not yeah. internal. Daxter was by uh the guys who did Ready at Dawn, the guys yeah. who went on to do the so God, God of War, of War and you know, so yeah. just PSP stuff there. So I and I think Sony owns those characters. Sony can do whatever they want with them. So I think yeah. that you You'll see more Jack and Daxter for sure. You saw them in PlayStation All Stars. They're not people. Nobody's forgotten about them. There was a good fan reaction to them. I just think that maybe it'll be down the line PlayStation Four kind of thing. I do think Ratchet and Clank gets it though. Like I do like the idea of having a, a shorter downloadable version of that. Like I mean, I don't think these necessarily need to be sixty dollars retail. I mean, Ratchet and Clank gets that. So what are you talking about? Like, the, the, the quest yeah. for booty from like <laughs> yeah. five years ago. They put out <laughs> no, a crack in time since then. Wasn't well. Yeah, I mean that's true. But I'm just saying they've 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 
explored the downloadable, the cheaper sure. downloadable model yeah, in a yeah, way yeah. that I would like to see all of these. Like, I this think is what that, we talk about with with them all the time in Insomniac is the fact that they have been trying to put Ratchet and Clank into something different, right? They did all for right. one, then they went and did Full Frontal Assault, and you know they've been trying to find an avenue. Now he's now it's Jack. Or now it's Ratchet and Clank the movie coming out in 2014 yep. and stuff, which I think they're gonna, I think they're going to take their foot off the gas. Get to 2014, then put out another Ratchet and Clank. I would guess that there's one to time with the movie or shortly thereafter. Um, But I'm just saying, like, I don't, like, I played Sly 4 on Vita. It was great. I I don't know that I, you know, needed to pay full price for it. You know what I mean? Like, I I would have been happy, probably as happy with a game that was half as long and cost 15 bucks and came for PSN. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't feel like these need to be full retail titles anymore. Gotcha. You pick a question at random. I'm gonna see what Colin's texting me. From any of this list? Yeah. You you, see, you can see the I highlight the question like what's it about? Oh, so you do it. I like it. Um, okay, I'm just gonna keep going in order. <laughs> this is from Nefer Nefer. Yeah, there you go. It's a hard <laughs> job. See, yeah, it is. Greg I'm for sweating. It. <laughs> I'm freaking out. Uh, I've been thinking about getting into the handheld market for the last few weeks, as I'm normally a PC player and would like something to play on the go or just lounging around the house. I recently purchased a 3DS and returned it after a weekend, not feeling that the console was for me. The Vita intrigues me in, a large, in large because of the opportunity to revisit some of the old school PS1 games that helped mold my gaming career. Uh, I still would, or I still would need the incentive of current gen games and years worth of support to to justify the purchase in my own mind. But from everything I read online, it sounds as though the Vita is already dying a slow and painful death. My question is this: Does the Vita have a long enough shelf life to justify a purchase? While I don't have any plans to buy a PS4, will the possibility of interactivity between the two devices breed new life into the Vita? Basically, I don't want to jump onto a sinking ship. I think it's a worthwhile concern. I mean, obviously, like you see all these stories about like Call of Duty not even being able to sell well on Vita. That said, like just totally from a personal perspective, regardless of the way it's doing sales-wise, I think the Vita as a system is incredible. It yeah. really is the handheld I always wanted, and like. I mean, I I think there is this perceived lack of games, but especially if you're coming into it having not played anything since launch, you have such an amazing library to jump into. Like, yeah, there's a ton of great stuff on Vita right now, and, and I don't think here's what's going to happen with the Vita is that Sony's never going to say we're done with the Vita. Right. They're going to continue to even if it's just them, which it won't be, they'll continue to be third parties that are out there doing cool stuff for it, uh, like Dragon's Crowns. You know, these awesome yep. experiences. Uh, there might not be this, you know, deluge of games where there's a million things to play every day, but there's definitely going to be great stuff on it. I think if you come in with that expectation, like it's my Vita's been chilling in my desk for last few weeks, three weeks, two weeks, and I've been playing Luigi's Mansion on the train. And then today I came in and I saw the Bigfoot game and I was like, you know, Vita out, power it up, just start charging and get all this stuff. Like I'm ready to jump back in. It's just that. It went from my expectation when I first got the Vita was I'm gonna be getting trophies every day and you know and then it's just like oh, I don't feel like playing this and I don't feel like this kind of experience and I don't you know like I've I've tried to go through the Metal Gear collection a few times and it's just like yeah I get going and then I take I take breaks because I'm you know I'm playing in 15 minute increments you take a, a week off you come back like wait what was happening right now where am I in the story you know that's not what I was looking for yeah that's what happened to me with Metal Gear too uh yeah I agree it's um. Like, I play my Vita, or I have played my Vita almost every day since launch, uh, and yet there are still so many Vita games I haven't gotten to yet. I still haven't played Soul, Sac- Soul Sacrifice most recently. Right, right. Um, yeah, I mean, I've been playing Animal Crossing a bunch recently, so I haven't, I've been back to 3DS and not on Vita. But um, that said, like, if I, if I only had a Vita, or if I wanted games to play, they're certainly out there. Yeah, um, totally, totally. And, like, honestly, like, Tearaway and Killzone Mercenary and some of the stuff coming up are really exciting. Mercenary, me. I mean, yeah, Mercenary looks great. I really am excited for Killzone Mercenary. So I think there's still cool stuff coming. Sure. I mean, if you're... To answer, eventually there's going to be a padapon. That's all I need a padapon with trophies. That'll be 400 apparently, hours of gameplay. Apparently, you'll also have Borderlands soon. Yep. Um, I love really, the end of 2014. <laughs> I really think, uh, you know, if you hate handheld gaming, like obviously you're not going to magically fall in love with it because of the Vita. But like, if you want games to play in the go, either a bite-sized experience or a console-type experience, I I think Vita's like the best solution possible right now. There's a lot of good indie stuff too right now. Yeah. So much fun stuff to play. I'm looking forward to Hotline Miami on it, too. Oh, my God, yeah, be cool. And then The Walking Dead again. I hope there's another trophy list and I get to get another platinum. There, there could be. There should be. I don't see why there wouldn't be. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a lot of work to go in and patch that trophy list and all of a sudden pop up as PS3 slash Vita. Yeah. So I don't see, I don't see them doing it. They're going to take the easy way out. But speaking of trophies, Chris writes in to beyond.ign.com and he says, What changes would you like to see in the trophy system for PlayStation 4? Ooh. Now, in full disclosure, since Colin isn't here, I'll tell you what he's going to say. Platinum's displayed. Platinum's come first and everything, <laughs> and it's more important to have good platinums. Um, 
I mean, I would like to just make it easier. Like, they should auto-sync. There yeah. should not be syncing. It should not take as long to sync as it takes yes. long to sync. It should be an automatic process. I mean, if I'm playing my Xbox and I get an achievement done, that achievement done. is on my account. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, it should just be that simple. I would also, like, I don't know. Like, I, I think they could do make like discovery of trophies easier to get to like i mean it would be nice if there was just a one button click where i can hit the playstation button and be looking at achievements faster than going like over one i always like the idea i like i always like an xbox when you get an achievement if you hit the home button it takes you right to it so you know what you got it for because it's like you see a random one in ps3 pop you're like what the hell was that for and you open it and then you wait for it to load and you open it again am i I in offline mode am i in online (laughs) mode let me switch it and you jump in then you scroll through the list trying to find it yeah i agree it's a little too complicated they need to, to streamline that and honestly like i don't know even just like comparing like if, if i highlight a friend on 360 one button later i'm comparing our achievements you know yeah. like whereas on ps3 it should be that easy like right, I, right, it right. should be really simple to see like oh man i have you know 71 percent of the trophies and colin is 74 percent which are the trophies he has that i don't you know yeah. I, I think they should just make it in general make everything faster and and you know less steps to get to each of those things mm. but i don't think they should like add a new trophy level or like now it's gold silver bronze and pewter or something like, no, I, I don't think we need like a new thing I, I i think they they have the basics right they just need to kind of streamline the functionality exactly yeah buff out the kinks yes that's what we want as they say or writes into beyond at yeah. ign.com he says hello all powerful playstation gurus oh my god after the ps4 event a couple months back a lot of people complained that the ps4 system wasn't shown now unless i'm missing something the actual box isn't going to be anything more than a black possibly white or gray cube. Why do people care so much about what it's going to look like? As far as I'm concerned, it won't affect my experience at all. Thanks and beyond. Or- I mean, I 100% agree. I don't know why people cared so much. It, I think it was, I mean, when I was up there doing the live show and stuff, like, it ended, and that was, like, one of the first things Damon said, like, when we were getting ready. And I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. We didn't see it. That's we- uh, It didn't even cue into me. And I think part of that is the controller, right? The fact that they said, here's this new piece of tech we're working with, and this is blah, 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 blah. And that was, like, I think distracted most. The box is cool, right? Like they're, they're, that fake teaser, that fake PlayStation teaser trailer that went out this week. When we were looking, at it, I was like, "Man, that that box is fake, but it looks cool." Like you know, what I mean, it's something nice to talk about, and you you do imagine it on your coffee table, right? And what it would look like or on your entertainment center. But then eventually, yeah, you stop caring what it looks like and just close it up, and like all mine are shoved under under things and are dusty and gross. Yeah, it's. <sighs> It's funny, when the PS3 was revealed, you immediately got all these memes of like, oh, it's a George Foreman grill and all right, these right, things. Right. And it's like, would you rather have an ugly box revealed or just wait? I mean, honestly, if they were like, man, we are so proud of our industrial design in the PS3 that we're maintaining the same design for PS4, but it's what's on the inside that counts. Like, that wouldn't bother me at all if it just looked exactly like a PS3. It'd be hilarious. <laughs> I mean, like, I honestly, to me personally, the box shape doesn't matter. I do think Microsoft a week from today will show the box 100%. You interesting, yeah. interesting. Because the day of the PS4 event, like multiple Microsoft employees tweeted, like, "Oh man, a hardware reveal without the hardware. How interesting!" <laughs> all right, that's enough for questions then. All right, all right is that all right with you? Yeah, that's fine. Right, I just cracked my knuckles. Call I'm sorry. one final person here. Is it who I think it is? Probably, ladies and gentlemen. This is the fifth participant to RSVP. We're gonna have to give him crap about that too. <laughs> We're calling Mitchell Morgan. We're calling M Dog, the guy who makes the podcast Beyond app for uh, the iPhone. Do you think he, of all people, knows your voice immediately? I think he will, yeah. I don't think... I mean, but I, I do understand that if... I know you can't see what we're doing. We're holding up this phone to a mic, and then, like, I'm talking into the mic and the phone at the same time on speaker, so I understand that... We like to keep it simple. The quality isn't great. Well, nothing's set up in the podcast room still, so we do what we can here. All right. This is Mitchell Morgan, M-Dog. M-Dog bringing his dad to podcast on really? 300, yeah. Colin trusts him implicitly. I know. Not his dad. Damn it! God damn it, M Dog. <laughs> he did. The, he stood us up for something. Something else too. I want to. You have reached yeah. the Prince voice mailbox of Vic. No! Damn it! How long is this kid's number? Jesus Christ, M Dog! How long is your number? We're gonna call you for Podcast Beyond. We gotta yell over it, and then here it is. Jeez, I was calling to invite you to Podcast Beyond 300, but you clearly don't want to come. So we're giving Mike Mitchell your ticket. Nah, you're still invited, M Dog. We love you. Thanks so much for your support. We'll see you in San Francisco, July 12th. We will be emailing you details shortly. Beyond, beyond. How much? Man, that's a long number, right? Yeah. Like, he lives in a foreign country. Well, I. I I think I don't have to delete anything there, probably. 
No, they, they, it ends in a seven and a nine. I don't think that's going to tell anyone. Okay, anything. okay, good. Yeah. Thanks. I'll listen back to make sure. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us for Podcast Beyond episode 293. We're very excited to party with hundreds of you come Podcast Beyond. I really episode am very excited. I, 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 I was... I am and you are. I filled out the spreadsheet. I was literally getting teared up putting people in there and reading people. Like, people would send these stories in with their messages and stuff. It was like, oh my God. It was just, yeah. I'm going to ball like a baby at some point during this thing. It's going to be awesome. I'm excited. You have a, some cool plans. Some, some cool we have surprises. a lot of cool stuff. There's yeah. a lot of cool plans, a lot of cool surprises, a lot of cool things going on. Uh, details will be revealed as we get closer. Maybe not, not, not many, but some. I'm going to put together a packet for visitors. I'm going to try to get them discounts at Wing Wings and Pachis. See if we can do that. Yep. Then uh, we got to figure out where to. Some other guy, when I was going through, had owns bars in San Francisco and was willing to give us places. So maybe we will yep. have things to do because we were like, where are we going to put hundreds of people? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure we'll figure. Out. I mean, honestly, like it, part of the fun of it will be kind of haphazardly planning that. Yeah, and and there there is some cool stuff planned. Let's just say there's a reason Sony hasn't shown the box yet. <laughs> ah, there you go. God, that'd be awesome. <laughs> that'd be really cool. Thank you to the 400 people here. We'd like to show you. All right. Uh, this has been Podcast Beyond, episode 293. Remember, uh, Podcast Beyond is all well and good. It goes up every Tuesday. Get it on iTunes or your podcast service of choice. Please rate us, share us with your friends. Getting more people to listen to the show is crucial to continuing the show. <laughs> so I would like any any way you can social media it out there and get some more people. That would be just dandy. It's free. Remember to go to IGN.com, though. That's what pays the bills. Read the articles. Watch the videos. Leave a comment. But don't be mean. Otherwise, yeah. Colin will ban you. <laughs> That's true. Leave crazy. a nice comment. He's going crazy with the power. <laughs> Uh, follow us on Twitter. IGN is at IGN. I'm at Game Over Greggy. At No Taxation is Colin Moriarty. Ask him why he had to leave so suddenly. What is he up to? He already said it was Sony. What was he doing? And then, of course, at Garfep is Andrew Goldfarb. Wow. You like that? I've been practicing in the mirror. (laughs) Don't say Garfail. Bang it on your chest. Don't say Garfail. I'm punching myself in the face. If I screwed up, Portillo's waterboarding me. Ladies and gentlemen, we end every podcast with a song in a segment we call Ryan's Wrap-Up. Today's Ryan's Wrap-Up comes from Patrick, and he, he spells his name phonetically here because he knows I'm stupid. Patrick Schweigert. Patrick Schweigert. Patrick writes in and says, hey guys, oh, what? you chose my song beyond. My name is Patrick Schweigert. <laughs> this song is kind of a funny story to it. About six years ago when I was a freshman in high school, I was at my friend Cameron's house. I stayed over the night before and wanted to stay again, but my mom didn't usually let me stay out two nights in a row. So we made her this song hoping she would let me stay over again. We had, we had so much fun making this song that we had some more and we made more songs. We called ourselves Velcrobots. Because we both wore Velcro shoes from Walmart because we thought we were being cool. <laughs> Anyways, I've been listening to the show for a while, catching up on the previous episodes. You guys are awesome. Blah, 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 blah. Thanks for reading this. Thanks again for playing my song entitled, What is a Velcro Bot at Church? If you play it and bring back comment corner he wants. Uh, he says, uh, here's the thing. I, read, I d- started downloading the song and then I read this message I'm like, Songs gonna be awful. The song's really good. I like really? the song a lot. Yeah, and Patrick includes there. It isn't on iTunes or anything, but if people like it enough and want a copy of it, they just have to tweet me at p s. It's, it's p schweigert or kind of. It's at p s c h w a g. So p schwag, and I can send it to them. Oh, this is cute. I love you guys in both a non-homosexual and homosexual way. <laughs> that's great. No, I, he says, unless that's weird. That's not weird at all. I'm glad you it's didn't great. do I don't like, I've said it before. I don't like, I don't like when people use no homo. Right. That's stupid. You're I allowed agree. to say you love people. I'm allowed to say I love Andrew Goldfarb. I'm he doesn't think it's back. some kind of sexual advance. Yeah. I hope it and, is. I mean, you can if you want. I've yeah, been trying to redeem my ticket to Pound Town for quite some time. <laughs> <laughs> I am not having success. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for Podcast Beyond, episode 293. Here is What a Velcro Bot. What is a Velcro Bot at church? <laughs> Jeez Louise. Beyond. Beyond. Schweigert is the most beautiful woman in the world. Indeed. <laughs>